Welcome to the What Please Cycling Podcast. Today we will discuss uh, Giro Italia Stage 20, where Jay Hindley just cracked Richard Carpaz and basically won the Giro Italia. And uh, produced pretty big watts at high altitude on Paso Fedaya, almost breaking a record from Enrico Zaina from <laughs> 90s era, yeah, where, where they used probably Ipo Naishka. What can you say about uh, Jay Hinley's effort on Paso Fedaya yesterday? Yeah, Paso Fedaya was the third time yesterday after the San Pellegrino and Paso Pordoi, which was the Chima copy. And then we had the Fedaya pass third, uh, yeah, the last section, 5.3 kilometers is at 11.1% average gradients are really steep. And Ineos, for some reason, launched it from the bottom and Hindley attacked. Uh, Carapaz followed, followed at first, but went over the limit, it seemed. Kamna did a big pull, a satellite rider, and then Hindley rode away pretty easily from all contenders and put big time into... Uh, Carapaz, uh, he wrote that uh, last 18, 18 minutes, 50 seconds at 6.51 watts per kilogram. High-level performance after 20 days and a hard stage before as well. Carapaz completely cracked after Inley dropped him to 1 minute 30 pretty much behind the end uh, at 6 watts per kilogram, which was about a really uh, yeah different split. So the first half when he was... With Hindley was at around 6.5 watts per kilogram. And then after he cracked, he could only produce uh, 5.5 watts per kilogram around that for the last part. So yeah, if he paced himself better, he could have probably avoided a lot of those losses. And Landa and Kafi, they were dropped before Carapaz, but came back and dropped dropped Carapaz. Uh, Afterwards, they produced 6.22 watts per kilogram and were... 49 seconds behind Hindley in the end. Carapaz tried everything to follow. It went uh, about his limit. Like, I think, like, Tadej Pogacar last year in Tour de France, when he tried to follow Joros Lingard and went to, and then cracked completely. Would Carapaz finish with Landa if he would uh, drop early and pace it more? Yeah, I think so. I think he could have gotten 6.2 and stay with Landa and Carapaz, which would mean he would be... 35 seconds behind for the TT, which would still be possible. So I think he made a wrong call there for sure. And I think also the weird decision is that Ineos started to pace hard at the start of the final section with Sivakov and uh, the rest. Like, they paced really hard. I don't know, like, they were in front. I don't really understand why they, yeah, basically gave Hindley a leader to torch Carapaz in the end. Yeah, like Carpaz would beat him in time trial very likely. So, yeah, there was no reason. I don't know, but uh, good for Hindley. <laughs> I think I think Sivakov said after the stage that they wanted to drop Hindley. So, I, I don't know. I feel like looking at the other stages, Hindley always seemed like the stronger of the two. Carpaz still isn't a great time trial rider, so maybe they didn't yeah. trust his title ability so yeah if he would still be in the pink he would need to wear the yeah, the organizer jersey yeah, which would cost like 30 seconds maybe i don't know they they were too confident yeah carapaz was probably just too confident in his ability a bit like blockhouse maybe where they also might have under- overestimated himself uh, but yeah 
behind overall pace the entire stage pretty much until Ineos took over five kilometers ago for Landa presumably, but he didn't have the legs or yeah, the parkour also didn't allow it uh, a long range move. But they made the stage decently hard as well with altitude. It was a pretty hard stage on uh, on the twentieth day of the Giro with thirteen point nine eight kilojoule per kilogram per hour for four hours thirties probably. Yeah, one of the harder stages this year. Yeah, Hindley's time up, uh, Boss of Adaya was one of the fastest, fastest since 2000 uh, when Francesco Casagrande uh, rode it two seconds faster. Also, Marco Pantani was two seconds slower in 1998, uh, but that stage was super hard, and I think Boss of Adaya wasn't even on the last climb in that stage. Uh, yeah, Boss of Adaya was really the last climb. Like for Zainad was also not the last time for Patani. Yeah, was yeah, not but the was last usually time. like Pasofadai was second last and the last was Paso Pordoi. Yeah, and this time they switched it up, which is in my opinion not that great for racing because everyone will wait for the last yeah. climb because the Pordoi is not very decisive as a climb overall. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because like if Hindley would drop yeah, Car- Carapaz on the second last climb, it which would be Pasofadai then then Inyo still would have a chance to face him back, probably. Yeah, I would have made the result probably a lot closer. But yeah, after the stage, Inley is pretty much confirmed uh, Yeah, as the winner of the Giro. He has 125 gap on Carapaz and 151 on Michelanda in third. On Twitter, you posted that Tegan Bernal would finish uh, the best third in this Giro. So maybe you can explain what, why, why do you think why he will be only at the best third? I mean, overall, like the Giro last year was the competition was, uh, yeah, under under <laughs> under the general uh, expectation for a competition at the Giro. Looking at Caruso finishing second, who was going into the races as a domestique of Landa, pretty much, who crashed out or was crashed out by Dombrowski on stage five. Um, so that yeah, Caruso, like he's of course a good rider, but he's not not a top tier GC rider. Then Simon Yates finished third, who was like good on three stages in the entire race, pretty much. <laughs> was like dropping on everything else. Like he was good on Zoncolan, Alpemera, and Segariala, and on all other stages he was pretty much invisible. So yeah, the competition wasn't that great. And looking at the Watts as well, Bernal is just not a not a what monster overall. And the words they pushed this year, Hindley especially, like on this last stage, are pretty high as well. We had Santa Cristina, which was maybe even a more impressive effort than Hindley on stage 20, where they pushed 6.2 was per kilogram for nearly 40 minutes uh, uh, after a very hard stage. And looking at a very comparable effort from Egan Bernal in last year's Giro, where we had uh, Montezoncolan, which is also 40 minutes. He rode it in 40 minutes and two seconds, 6.09 watts per kilogram after way easier stage as well. So I just don't don't really see how Bernal could have could have stayed with the with the top contenders on that and probably as well today. Like maybe maybe he beats maybe he beats Landa, maybe even Carapaz, but I don't really believe it. Carapaz, what's a better? And yeah, Hindley 
easily easily stronger. Uh, I, I agree. Bernal wouldn't produce though that many watts per kilo as Henley, but I think the thing about Bernal and Pogacar, they take time early in Grand Tours usually, at least when they get the opportunity. And the Henley was pretty weak in the, in the until the blowhole stage. Uh, maybe. Yeah, but there was not really much. There was not really much oppo- many opportunities on until then. Like Etna, I don't think could have done anything there with domestics as well. I don't really see it. Like Bernard, may- maybe, but uh, overall, I-, I just can't see it. Yeah, stage seven, <laughs> when they had a steep climb at the middle of the stage. Yeah, maybe they could have tried something there. But overall, like Bernard's run last year, he had, he had so many problems in the third week, even against like not the best competition, like Segariala got dropped by Almeida and... And Yates, Alpamera as well. I could drop Caruso either. And then on this last stage, 20, yeah, Castor pretty much saved him or saved him a lot of time against Caruso, who had did a long range attack. I just don't think that level really is enough against the top three this year. And we haven't really seen a better level from Bernal as well either. I think probably even maybe. Like honestly, I think what's wise the Vuelta last year, third week is Bernal's best best performances and the Giro probably also up there. Yeah, last year was uh, Bernal's best year. Uh, he had like ma- many good performances, yeah, but nothing as good as this year Hindley showed, yeah, at least at peak. Probably, yeah, Hindley would win, but again, like will Hindley do anything else uh, this year or next year? <laughs> That's the question. That's- that's uh, the question, especially looking at Hindley, who has, I think, like in his entire career, he has only performed in Italian races. This year, Giro win, of course, or yeah, close to win. In Catalonia, only 13 in GC in Spain. Then Tirreno, he was good. Fifth in GC, UAE Tour, he was also useless. Then last year was kind of trash the entire year. It was okay, and I think... Tour of the Alps. Yeah, Tour of the Alps did, before he DNF'd. Yeah, probably injuries last year was the yeah. reason why he and then, sucked. And then 2020 was also good in Tirreno and Giro d'Italia and the other races he was also bad. Okay, in Jaco Herald Santur, but that's not a real race. Like, oh come on, that's a really high quality race. Dude. <laughs> like that that start list was so good. I remember even Simon Yates was in yeah in Jaco Santur and. The bike exchange even paced it, uh, the climb for him. But mate, he mate, he beat Sebastian Berwick and Damon Hausen. Uh, let's look, Son- Harold Santur. Yeah, I remember it was ha- a good race. It was Berwick second and Hausen third. And Paulus is fourth, and Javan is fifth, and Storer, <laughs> Michael Storer is seventh. Damn, it, Michael it's a Storer. Good it's... Damn. Nah, it's... Oh, it's a high level field. <laughs> It's it's okay, it's okay, but it's not crazy. Yeah, Samuel Hill was 17, yeah, who was in the in Zwift Academy, yeah, 17. Yeah, so. I mean, I hope Hindley can also perform in other races because at this level he could probably even surprise the Slovenians in some stages. Uh, yeah, at this but level. the problem for him is he's like extremely shit at time trialing. Yeah, that's the reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 he can't ever beat the Slovenians in GC. Like, it's just not happening. But maybe yeah. he can at least challenge them on the climbs or something. It would be nice to see. I hope he rides the Tour de France again because, yeah, he would be best bo- best borrow rider there. Maybe could get a top five. Mm. Yeah. 
I don't know. I still think Alexander Vlasov isn't that bad, as you say, on long climbs. <laughs> no and no maybe, way he finishes top five in the tour. No way. Maybe he gains uh, his 2020 form back where he won on Mont Ventoux, where he like, crashed Richie Port uh, on the 15-minute climb. Uh, I, I still believe in Vlasov. Yeah, he, he can do something. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Top five is possible for him. I don't think so. Yeah, Joe Henley, he's a weird guy. I still don't expect for him like to perform at any level this year anymore. Yeah, he'll yeah. probably like next year in three years be at the Giro good again or something. Uh, I don't really expect too much consistency from him, but maybe maybe he'll prove prove us wrong. He's like Simon Yates. Simon Yates like five years in a row uh, started in Giro Italia. Hinley has already like four years in a row in Giro Italia. Like will he, I don't know, next year maybe, yeah, try to France, which would be logical. He already won Giro. No one expected his odds before the Giro to win was 51, so about 2-2%. So if you believed he would win Giro before the Giro, yeah, congratulations, but... Yeah, I think. But also, he was also fifty to one on the blockhouse stage when you said you would bet your house on him. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm banned from every bookie, so yeah, I can't bet. But it was a joke because, like Hindley in 2020, Giro was really good on the Piancavallo, which was like almost exact uh, climb as blockhouse in terms of length, like 40 minutes and eight nine percent. But uh, I, I didn't like believe him. He already didn't drop on Aetna, but was good in time trial for his standards, and yeah. But no one expected that. Even he, yeah, he also didn't expect he would be so good and, and win uh, the whole stage. I think, but uh, the way he rode uh, the start of week three is pretty much explained now, because I think he knew they could drop Carapaz on stage 20, and that's why he was passive on on the Santa Cristina and stage 17 as well. Yeah, like the problem was that that it was basically the only mountain top finish the whole third week. Yeah, you know, other, other stages, yeah, there were like six, eight kilometers uh, falls flat left after the climb and they will maybe face him back if he would try something. And yeah, that was the problem. Yeah, this is all. Thanks for listening and... We'll be probably after Giro, we'll make some again tier lists. I don't know about what. Maybe we'll have tier list about Giro stages. I didn't like this Giro actually that much. Yeah, I think it was yeah, like four, 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 was... four or five out of ten. Yeah. yeah, it's better than last year, but overall, not, not great, I think.